Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Night Impossible Podcast. Vinny here, your host, and I have Kristen with me. What's up, Kristen? How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We are on episode six. Can you believe we're already on episode six of the Kristen Takeover? <laughs> I can't believe it. It's been so much fun, right? Obviously, I'm going to say it's been so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I really I'm, think I'm, it's been cool. Yeah, I'm having a blast. And I know um, I know you're having a lot of fun with it on, on Instagram, too. You're making reels and stuff now. You're just like living up your best social media life. So I mean, listen, I'm all the places. I'm, I, I went to TikTok. I left TikTok. I'm back on TikTok. I don't know what I'm doing there, but I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. That's the thing I've learned about TikTok is that nobody knows what they're doing there. <laughs> like, Perfect. For the most part. So even the people that seem like they haven't figured out, I'm just pretty sure like, no, I have no idea what's going on still. But yep. I asked so join, some girls who are younger than me, I was like, how do I find the good TikTok stuff? All of this is dumb. And they were like, that is <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So you're you're on the right side of TikTok. That's good. But yeah. So what do we got today? Yeah. So today um, we're going to listen to my conversation with Shakia Moreno. And she is somebody who she actually has a journal specific for moms that we're going to talk about. But this episode is it's a, it'll be amazing for moms and for parents. But even for people who are not parents, um, they'll mm-hmm. still be able to get a lot out of it because she really talks about being intentional in small moments and little things that we can do, you know, to have a big impact and to hit um, the big goals and dreams that we want for our lives and the lives of people around us. Cool. Awesome. I love it. I'm, I'm excited. Um, you want to jump in right now? Let's get going. Let's yeah, let's do it. All right. Hey guys, welcome back to the Naeem Fossil podcast. I am Kristen Mockler-Young and I'm hosting this season of Turning the Gem Sessions. And I have a brand new friend today. I'm so excited for you to meet. And it is Shakia Marino. Shakia, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on, Kristen. I'm extremely excited to speak with you today. (laughs) Awesome. I'm going to give everybody a little bit of behind the scenes that just a second ago, we both showed up like earrings, hair ready. And then we're like, you know what? What are we doing? This is audio. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it real. We have both now de-accessorized hair in ponytail, like... We are out here doing the real thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so I actually, Shakia, found you first on Instagram, and I can't remember who directed me to your feed or to your account. But the reason that I loved you and decided to start following you was because you have a disco ball on your shelf, and I, <laughs> I, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, so is this an accidental like Christmas ornament that y'all overlooked or please tell me about that. Absolutely not an accident. So that particular room is our family room at the front of our house where we get the most light. I was actually shopping for decorations for a birthday party. My daughter's birthday is in January. That's what it was. Um, And I couldn't find the perfect place where the light would hit it just right. So the shelf ended up being that. And Every day around three at that particular time of the year, it would light up our entire family room and dining room. And I'm like, I cannot take this off. It was just such a magical part of our day. <laughs> yes. I was like, stop and dance and try to reach for all of the little lights. So it is a permanent fixture in the house. I am looking for more. I'm trying to figure out where else in the house they can go, but it is the sweetest thing ever for us. I love it so much. If you find like the best disco ball, please send me a link because I Absolutely. am going to just start putting them in all the rooms. Of the house. 
you don't realize how much those little things can do for you until you have them. And you're like, how did I ever live without this? Like it's, it's legit magic. And my girls are just like, we need disco balls everywhere. <laughs> you right. Just sparkle it up. I love it so much. How old are your girls? Mm -hmm. My oldest is seven and my youngest will be five in August. And I can't believe I have like full human beings. So, okay. Yes. Mine are seven and five. Also my five-year-old's going to kindergarten, um, in the fall. And I'm like, I can't believe that we're out of preschool. My little one and I were talking about it this morning. She was like, wait, I'm going to kindergarten. I was like, yes, that would be you. <laughs> she was so excited. I'm like, just stop it already. Slow down, please, please, yes. please. I also think mine is confused. Like she's watched her sister go to school and she's like, right, but which class am I going to be at at preschool? And I'm like, no, 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 it, you're done. Like you're going to big <laughs> school. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> uh, so tell us about, tell our listeners about you and your family or whatever you want us to know. Sure. So um, as you mentioned, my name is Shakira Moreno. Uh, we live in Northern Virginia, so not too far from you. Um, my husband and I will be married for 10 years next month. So we're gearing awesome. up for a little vacation and we're so excited. Uh, my, as I said, my littles are seven and almost five. I actually um, am a homeschool mom. We've been homeschooling from the very beginning. So when she confirmed that she's in kindergarten, she's like, but wait, I'm staying home, right? And she's like, I'm <laughs> yes. sure I understand. <laughs> yes, you will be here. Um, we're a homeschool family. We love it. Um, we, we just love life. Like I've, I've been home with the kids um, probably since my oldest was about two. I've always worked from home when I was working and just like enjoying life together, teaching them through a lifestyle um, as opposed to always feeling like we're strictly sitting at a desk and things like that mm -hmm. and really trying to be intentional about what that looks like. So that's us. I love that. Well, and so you basically took this life with your kids and your girls at home, and then you decided that you wanted to take this to a whole nother level and like empower other moms. And what was that like? Like, what was the, the moment, I guess, where you were like, Hey, not only do I want to do this with my girls, mm -hmm. but I want to, I want to empower other moms to do the same thing. Talk to me about that. No, really good question. Um, you know how someone tells you like the thing that you're always doing, like that's what you realize, that's what you're gifted at, that's what God has purpose for you to do mm -hmm. when it just comes naturally. So I realized probably when my youngest was about two, I was like, all my friends keep coming to me asking me for recommendations of mm. things. And I'm like, everyone's like, I love how you have this, or I love how you have that. And you're so organized. And I was like, me? Like, this is just what I enjoy. So it wasn't necessarily anything at that time that was specific to discipleship, for example, but just things and products, right? Okay. So then those conversations ended up leading into, well, why did you get this versus that? And I was like, well, because in what we're doing, I'm very intentional about catching all the teachable moments. I'm very intentional about making sure that everything points back to Jesus. And that is really, I guess that was really the impetus behind us homeschooling in the first place. So God just kept showing me that people or my friends, at least at that time, felt like it was a lot more difficult than I thought it really was. And I'm like, you know, intentionality really is just that. It's just taking a pause 
and mm -hmm. thinking about how can I do this next step as opposed to just going through the motions kind of mindlessly and carelessly. So when I realized that people thought, oh my gosh, that could be such a burden or do you have to plan that? I was like, no, it really isn't. So I really felt God really telling me like, this is something that I want you to show the moms in your circle. And then the more and more I did that, the more and more I realized they were telling their friends and the more and more those friends were telling their friends. And I was like, okay, this is something um, that God really has, at least in this season, purpose for me to do. So I'm just leaning into it in the best way that I can. That's awesome. Can you think of one of those first practical things that you would like tell other moms to do? Like, what were the things that you were sharing with them? Like, what were the tips or the ideas? Yeah. So one of the things is literally, and I do not know this quote by heart, but I paraphrase. It's a, it's a quote by Paul David Tripp. And it's really speaks to the fact of speaking about God every day. Like mm. the weird thing is not speaking about him, everything. The weird thing is not speaking about him because literally everything points to him. So yeah. my most practical tip and the, the thing I find most easiest is in everything you're doing, just point it back to, to God. Like if, someone, a, a child, and just my homeschool nature asked, well, why is that water boiling? Well, because God allowed heat to do this miraculous thing to water, you know, like, what about that bird that's, oh my gosh, isn't God so amazing? Like all these species of birds that mm. he's created, the fact that he's mindful of them. So literally just figuring out how for your child to point them back to the God who created everything has literally been probably the easiest and most intentional thing that I can recommend or have recommended. I think that's so good. And, and I think too, even it can go outside of parenting, like outside of, you know, teaching our kids. This is something that I'm realizing more and more. I see God in like weird places or I see God in unexpected places that other people don't. And I feel like you're saying kind of the same thing of be intentional, not just in what you're doing, but in seeing God, like it takes practice to go, Hey, I see God here. Hey, I see God in boiling water, you know, and to be able to. Yeah. And how great is it to be able to point your kids to that practice early on instead of leaving them to figure it out themselves? Like I've sat in the car while my husband is being, you know, driving and just like looking at the trees as I'm driving by them, like, wow, like God intended for every single tree every single type to be in every specific region to serve every specific purpose. And I'm like, there has never been a time when I was a child when someone said, think about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so just to be able to point my children to that and hope that they consider that with everything that they're doing with the, the little bugs, like why are there so many different types of ants? Like whatever the case is. And yeah. you know, later that that lead to something, I'm not going to say more grandiose because all of it is grand, but something that just may be more intellectual, right? Sure. Or even thinking about the way I parent them is the way they're going to parent my grandchildren. How, how do I want that to look, you know? Um, it, it just, I just think about how much more intentional my parents could have been, not that they mm. were terrible parents by any sure. means, but what would I have wanted or appreciated is what I'm trying to pour into my own kids. That's really good. That's really good. And I think a lot of us, I'm not sure if you've, you probably heard, at least if you're not going through it yourself, there's a big deconstruction thing right now. There are a lot of people our age that are questioning their faith and just questioning things. And I think this is kind of my hope for my kids too. Like my deconstruction is not do I believe God is real or do I think, you know, but it's more a, 
being okay with asking those questions. And I think that's something that really you're setting your kids up for is that, and I'm hoping the same for my kids, like just that it's okay to question. It's okay to ask questions. And then maybe they won't wait till they're in their thirties right? to go, wait, am I allowed to (laughs) ask about this? Or do I just have to take it blindly for everything in their life, not just their faith? I appreciate you even bringing perspective to that. Like even something that we were told very early on was like, you know, when they ask why, don't always just say, because I said so. Like literally oh, yes, preach. why, because that allows them to have the safe space to continue to ask. And that's what I want. I want, I don't have all the answers. And we, yeah. we literally have a book that says questions to ask God when we meet him, because mommy doesn't know. Okay. I love so, that. <laughs> and that kind of gives them a little bit of comfort. I'm not going to know now. I'm not going to know tomorrow, but I will know one day and mommy's keeping track of it for me because I can't do anything else for you. I love Um, it. I want them to keep asking because that at least allows them to know we're taking note of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It also teaches them to know there might not always be an answer and it's okay too. Like it's okay in the unknowing, you know, which again, I think a lot of us are like, no, but what is the answer? <laughs> and and okay. so if it's not this, <laughs> yes. then it must be this because we are in this mindset of like, we've got to force something. We have to know something. Well, maybe sometimes we don't and that's okay too. That's awesome. Have you noticed now? So you've been, you've been parenting like this from the beginning, pretty much. Yeah, I'm trying my best to. Yes. Okay. That's awesome. Do you have, so I was going to say, have you noticed a change in your kids, but probably not if you've done this the whole time, (laughs) but can you think of like a light bulb moment or can you look back to anything where you were like, oh my gosh, you were listening, like something that they did or said? There's so many. Um, I'll tell you one, it was a funny one that literally just happened last Friday. I think it was like, my daughter was sleeping with me, which Uh is a new thing for us. So I'm I'm, I'm And we just kind of like woke up and looked at each other. I said, oh my goodness, why are you so beautiful? I was like, why are you so cute? She's like, I mean, Jesus does miracles, mom. I was like, okay, I just had to accept it. Not because God made me this way. Mama, Jesus does miracles up in here. That's like accurate. So yes, you have been listening to something. Um, And I I just think the biggest thing outside of like those things that are cute, some things truly are profound. Like even in the asking of questions, I'm like, oh my gosh, you really are retaining some of these things. But I do feel like the biggest thing for me at this point, when my daughter was just a little over five, we were reading one of the children's Bibles, probably like the Jesus storybook Bible that Mm -hmm. she walks around with that book. Um, we were reading a chapter about, you know, John the Baptist and him baptizing Jesus. And she's just like, you know, I, I think I want to do this. And I was like, but you know, okay. So just, you know, trying to ask questions, like, but why, like, why do you want to do this? Why do you think it's important just to see what she understood or didn't understand? She's like, because I just want everyone to know that I love him and that I follow oh, him. And no. I was like, well, there you go. I was like, be baptized within the next few weeks. So even in the car the other day, my seven-year-old was asking a question. She said, mom, I just can't wait to meet Jesus. She's like, I'm just so excited. I was like, I am too. Take a pause. Let's not meet him yet. But <laughs> because I love you and I want you here with me. But yeah, so 
it's just those random outbursts sometimes is not necessarily something where they've regurgitated, you know, um, something theological back to me, but it's just in those things where I realize it's sticking and it's really in their hearts that um, just has shown that the seeds that are sown really make a difference. Yeah. Those to me are the bigger, the bigger mom wins, you know, yeah. like my oldest is so highly intelligent. And so you tell her something once and she'll spout it out to you 18 months later. We don't ever have to talk to, about it again, but she'll be like, but remember this, blah, 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 blah. And that is amazing. But even more amazing are the stories like that, where we see it in their lives. You know, my, um, we have a babysitter that she's a college student and she, I begged her to come back home for the summer after we found her last summer. Cause okay. you know, you find a good one and you're like, Oh, you can't let them go. Never. You can live with us, but like, you can't leave. <laughs> never. Yes. Don't ever get married. Don't do any of those things. Just be with yes, us. <laughs> seriously. But yeah, she came back this summer and last summer was our, her first time with us. And apparently a year ago when Margot, my youngest was four, I guess they were driving in the car. She was taking them to the library or the park, or I don't know what. And I guess my youngest looked out the window and was just like, man, like you were saying, look at all these things that God made and God made all these things like out of nowhere. And my babysitter remembered that moment for a year. And now this summer I'm able to have spiritual conversations with her. And she and I are talking about God in her life because of something that my then four-year-old said, you know? Yeah. That's so amazing. It's amazing. You see your intention with your kids goes so much beyond your kids, you know? And that to me is the whole point of faith and a relationship with Jesus. Like, yeah, God wants to have a relationship with us, but he also wants to use us. You know, he wants to use us to reach the world. So definitely goes bigger. All right. So you, um, created something called this mama praise journal. Mm -hmm. Did that come, was that just like the next step of like, okay, I'm going to teach people things and then I'm going to write it down on paper. <laughs> it was never a plan. It was another okay. one of those, a friend reached out to me and said, how do you pray for your children? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I just pray, you know? Um, right. And not that prayer comes naturally, but not that the things to pray about always do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have always had and gone back to the power of a praying parent Mm-hmm. that book has been like a foundation for a lot of things since I was pregnant. Um, but in that it helped me to even create different areas to pray over for my children and even kind of release the weight of what does it look like to pray about everything, knowing that mm-hmm. I should, but yeah. also not feeling a burden because it can feel like a burden. I have to cover everything. If I don't, then something's going to slip, you know? Yeah. So in that, in that conversation based on that ask um she's like you know just let me know so I kind of like said these are some of the the typical things I pray for every day I look specifically you know what's going on with my child etc so that led me to say well hmm, maybe this is a question that other moms have so I did a 10-day series and said these are different things to pray over your children and it was received in a way that I never expected it to be received okay and um, it blessed me, I think, more than it might have blessed the people wow. that were reading it. But even in that, people were saying, okay, well, we want more. And then I realized, it's like, yes, we can pray for our children and our children need to be prayed for, right? But in that, I'm like, you know, we as moms 
need a lot of prayer because I can go to my husband and tell him these things and how I feel, but he's never going to fully understand all of the things that I need covered in my role as a mom. So what does that look like for me? Like, what does that look like? So basically that's what I did. I started um, trying to just be faithful in the small. It ended up turning into me writing and sharing a prayer once a week, every Monday um, with moms and just praying, literally praying alongside them. And then people started saying, okay, well, when's your book coming out? Or, you know, <laughs> when are you I was like, uh, what? That's <laughs> like, see me on Mondays on Instagram. Please. <laughs> <laughs> the next um, page is in a week. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then God just really says, Shakia, this is what I'm asking you to do. And I'm not a great executor. Okay. And I've had ideas in the past and I've just felt like they've kind of like fizzled or I know oh, this is a God thing. He specifically told me to do this. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do that next time. You know? And I was just, you know, told myself, Shakir, you're going to execute something. And if nothing else, if you know that you know that you know this is from him, this is what you're going to do. And it took a while. Satan was literally at every turn of this with my health. And in realizing that he was attacking the time, I knew that this is really what God was calling me to do because he didn't want it to be out there and in a tear. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited about it. I've gotten such great feedback, but I'm just really blessed knowing that the words that he gives me to give other moms are a blessing because. I don't think any of this is me, if that makes sense. So yeah, it does. It does. It, it gives me encouragement to hear you say that you're not a great executor because my phone is full. Like my notes app is like scroll, 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 like a yeah. list upon list of things where I feel like God is like, post about this, write about this, yeah. do something about this. And I'm like, yes, I will. That's a great idea. Thank you for showing me this. <laughs> and then it sits there, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It happens. But I'm like, I realized when he says, be faithful in the small, like if nothing else, I've been faithful in this and God has shown himself in amazing ways in this. So I'm like, okay, that's encouragement to pick up the next thing that has been on the list and be faithful in the small in there and see where it takes you. I just, in this again, it's blessed me so much and just realizing what he can do with one act of obedience, yeah. you know? Um, so it's, it's been good. It's been, it's been great. I've had a lot of fun with it. Um, I've brought a lot of moms with it. I'm about to start a small group with some of the moms that have purchased recently. So I love it's that. Just, it's just opening doors in ways that I'd never anticipated. So, so I love that. I like <laughs> What's that? And I just like praying. So, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> perfect. So you mentioned feeling like you had to cover lots of things in prayer, like every single day. What would you, I feel like I used to be this person. What would you say to somebody who's like, okay, if I don't pray about this thing today, it's going to, I'm going to miss it. It's going to slip through because surely we can't pray about everything every day. Right. No, I hear you. It's, I think it's the hope and the trust in who you're praying to, like remembering mm, that your power isn't necessarily in your prayer and in your word, but the power is in the one who's listening to it and who's conversing with you through it. So in that, knowing that God already knows every care that you have, right? He already knows exactly what we need. Prayer is literally the communication to grow the relationship, the communication to show the trust. So I really think it's just having the faith that he already knows, right? But then in that, just reaching to make sure that your relationship is stronger so that in getting to know him better, you hear him better. So that'll lead you to understand exactly what needs to be prayed in the timing that it needs to be prayed, as opposed to trying to cover, you know, 18 years 
in seven days of the week, you know? <laughs> right. I also think it's remembering who, like God's character and who God is. Yeah. You know, I was the kid who, because I've been a Christian my whole life. Um, I was the kid who was like, oh, there's an altar call. I'm going to go. Oh, you need me to raise my hand. It's up. I got to pray the prayer. Bring me the words, like all the things, because I was afraid that I'm like, oh, if I sinned, if I messed up and mm -hmm. I don't ask for forgiveness and something happens to me, I'm going to go to hell because I, I didn't do the thing. Ah. Like, and that mm -hmm. is just fear. Like that is just fear 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 our god is not a god who is going to go okay well because you didn't pray for your child's you know health today she's going to be sick tomorrow right right no it's it's good to your point is remembering who's listening like yeah. remember the person on the other end is not of your nature <laughs> you know what yes. i mean and so hard to remember that, yeah i think that that's the key truly is the key so your posts, I love that. I feel, I don't know if it's like 50, 50, I didn't do any math here on this, but a lot of your, a lot of your feed empowers moms. Um, but then it can also just empower people as people. And I really like that you kind of balance empowering mothers, but then also reminding us that it's not our full identity. Do you have a, do you have a hard time balancing that identity? Like it's a big part of who you are, but it's not all of it. I have, um, because to some degree it can be consuming, right? Especially yeah. when you're home, especially when the kids are always home. Um, it's like, how do you do anything else outside of it sometimes, right? right. But I realize that in being mom, it's more than just what it's like to pour out but it's what is God trying to pour into me in this role, right? I have to remember okay. it is a role. It is not the essence of who I am. It's not the identity of who I am. But even in so, I talked earlier or mentioned earlier about like teaching them through my lifestyle, right? What does my life look like? Yes, mommy. But what does my life look like in terms of a child of the king? So thinking about, they see every facet of me. They just don't see mommy. They may call me mommy, but they sure. see my role as wife. They see my role as friend. They see my role as someone that's discipling someone else. So I have to look at that and think about, okay, I can speak to mommy, but mommy isn't it because mommy has so many other things going on too that they also are witnessing in my one role. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does. Do you ever battle with, because I know for me, it's so much, it's, of course, it's easy to go like, mom is a role. It's not who I am, you know, yeah. but I still have days where I battle mom guilt and I'm like, okay, I it's one of those busy weeks and I'm discipling people or work is extra. I mean, I work for a church. And so often my work is, it's work, but it's also like, okay, I'm supporting this person or I, I need to be here to care for this other person. Mm -hmm. Do you ever experience that mom guilt? And if so, like, what do you do to, to fight that feeling? I do. And I actually used to work for my church as well. So I'm like, just letting you know, they were eye to eye, right? <laughs> so, so I get it. What, what has really helped me in terms of mom get even guilt, even thinking about school, like some days, like, I just don't feel like teaching you anything out of a book yeah. right and then I'm like oh my goodness like am I doing enough am I teaching them enough what am I missing um and even this journey of doing 
this mama praise. Like I've had a lot of opportunities to go and speak or to go and sell, or even just the consuming time it takes to package things like, and I have to kind of put them to the side. I'm like, oh my goodness. But what I realize is that it's not putting them aside. It's taking them along. Again, it's what do they see in my lifestyle? When I was working for the church and going into the church office, they came along with me. What I love the most is when they came out of their little room that they were being watched in, they got to walk past the conference room and see us praying for each other. Where do you do that at? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want them to see that that is a possibility in life. You know, I want them yeah. to see that that is the norm. This is what we do as a family. Um, so I just feel like in the other things that I have to do, I need them to understand that they, my family is most important. However, they're not the only thing that's important to mommy. They're not the only thing that's important to Jesus, right? So I want them to see and take along that they can be not less of a priority, but they can be on the side while they're watching what we're making priority at the time. Um, and realize that that's okay, because I want them to understand when they have their own families, it's okay to bring your family alongside what other things you need to do. It might not be that you're participating, but it's see that you're doing it and understanding the why behind it. So that's how I come at Mommy Guild is the fact that they're learning from what they see mommy do. That's awesome. And it's a perspective, it's a perspective shift for us too of going, okay, instead of me feeling guilty about this, no, I actually, let's, let's turn the gem here. Let's turn the perspective on this. And instead I'm going to focus on what they get to see me do. Exactly. I also think it changes their perspective of going, which is going to set them up for success later in life. The world does not revolve around me as a child. Yeah. You know, yeah. there are other people in the world and there are other um, people with needs. And I think that's great too, even for them just to, I'm so, <laughs> so concerned that my kids are going to be spoiled. Um, you know, it's walking that fine line of like, I want you to do fun stuff and I want you to have fun things. And I want to have days where we have ice cream for lunch, like just because. Exactly. But I also don't want you to expect it. <laughs> then, exactly right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, sense of entitlement. It's a balance like anything else. This balance. Yeah. And, and it's fun that we get to choose, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's such a blessing in that, that it's an option for us to choose whether I want my kids to be spoiled or not. <laughs> right. But yeah. I think just in that, and them seeing to your point that they are a very important relationship, but at the end of the day, God has called us to relationships. So what does that look like even outside of our family? And how do we foster that? How do we foster that with kids involved? How do we foster that, you know, just mommy's relationship versus daddy's versus our entire familial relationships, all of those things, but it's all learning. Again, it's all teaching through lifestyle. So that's what I have to remind myself of is that even if they didn't learn how to multiply today, they saw when a friend needs prayer that mommy stops everything and we pray, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's me preaching to myself every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Half the stuff I say to people, I'm like, oh, I needed this actually. And so yeah. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> that was for me. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you listen while I have this conversation with myself? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as a homeschool mom, you are home, you are with your girls often. I know that you and your husband go on date nights because I've looked at all of your Instagram feed. And so I know y'all are so cute. 
But what else do you do to take breaks to just be Shakia and not mom or not wife? Like, what do you do for yourself? Yes. So pre-pandemic, and we are starting to get back there, is um, my husband, I will say my husband allowed because he makes the space for me and I cannot not acknowledge that. And I appreciate that. Um, He allows me and helps me to set up times um, throughout the year. So typically about two to three times a year, I take a weekend to myself and I go get a hotel room. It's not far, my favorite hotel um, in the area. And I literally just stay, whether it's reading books, whether it's planning, whatever I need to do, he allows me that time. So it's either a night or two nights where I get to just be me and by myself. I am an extroverted introvert. I thrive off of being alone. (laughs) So so just having those moments, like I just had a moment this past weekend where I was able to to get away and stay in a hotel. I did other things while there. It was actually with an event, but I was in the hotel room alone. So that was nice. Um, So that's one thing, again, my husband allows me the space. Sometimes I just get out and I, in the mornings, I typically take an hour walk by myself before it gets too hot. And that's really my time to just, that's where my whole like morning musings things come from. Like I just spend time reflecting with Jesus or just listening to worship music or just looking at the sky and not thinking because my brain hurts, you know, things like yeah. that. So, oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, my brain hurts right now. My brain's been hurting for weeks. Like, exactly. So yeah, so it's, it's literally just like catching those moments. I mean, we talk about self-care, soul care, et cetera. Um, I spend times at night. My husband wakes up really early in the morning. So he's typically going to bed before me. And those are those moments where I'm like, okay, this is my time to read the Bible. You know, just, it's just yeah. escaping in those little moments. Um, for me personally, um, that that's very helpful. And prioritizing the time. I think that's where I, I'm always like, I got something to do or this or that, or I'll, yeah, I'll hard. quote unquote block out the time. But then somebody's like, Hey, can we talk? Can we get lunch? And I look at my calendar and instead of seeing that I blocked it out, I just see an open hour yeah. and I'm like, yep, we can get lunch. And next thing I, I know, you're like, what happened to my hour? One right. thing that I'm telling myself I'm doing, I don't know what it's going to look like. And I keep telling people so they can hold me accountable is that the month of July, I'm not committing to anything like outside of things that I, ha- you know, I have to like the kids stuff, stuff like that. But I was like, July, I'm not, I'm not saying yes. I'm like, if we can do it in August, that would be great. I want to dedicate all of my time to just kind of organizing, thinking about what does the next school year look like, thinking about what the quarter looks like. No additional things outside of my priority is that's what I'm trying to do for the month of July. So check with me, August, I want to see if I actually, (laughs) it feels freeing just to say that that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to make a note, check with Shakia. Uh, so what do you tell your kids when you, I'm going to call it runaway because I'm now planning a runaway. I'm like, what's the closest hotel? What's a, what's a fun hotel in downtown, uptown Charlotte that I haven't been to? Right, right. So what do I tell my children? Is that? Yeah. So, uh, we tell my kids similar to what we tell them on date night. Like we need some time. We love you girls. We just need time to focus on our relationship so that we can be better for you. So I always tell them because, you know, they need to know it's all about them in some degree. Like I'm sure 
mommy, <laughs> mommy just needs a little bit of time. Mommy just wants to collect her thoughts, spend some time with Jesus so I can come back being the best mommy and the best wife that I can be to you guys. So they kind of listen and like, okay, we get it. And they move on. My uh-huh. seven-year-old is now at the point where she's understanding, like, I need my own time. So she'll take a break every now and then and go sit in her room. So she can understand in a different way now. Like, you see how you need a moment from your little sister? Because the pandemic has been a lot and they've done uh-huh. a lot. Um, I'm like, mommy just needs a little bit of time. That doesn't mean I love you any less. It doesn't mean that I love daddy any less. It's just a nice reset button. So they've, they've accepted it and we're just going to go with it until they ask more questions. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that parenting in a nutshell? Give them the basic information until they're <laughs> like, good. I think as parents, we so often want to be like, okay, we have to give all the details and tell all the information. It's like, they don't, they were are good with like the most basic of things. Exactly. You're like, oh, but I had so much more to tell you. They're just like, no, that was enough. They're like, that was enough. That was good. Oh, I love that. My um, oldest uh, actually has generalized anxiety at seven, which I didn't even think was possible until I really dug in and got into it with her. Um, but I think this is just even a way, another way of being intentional with our kids, like even talking about mental health and not that we have to call it mental health, but to be able to say like, yeah, sometimes I have so much going on in my brain that like my brain hurts. Yeah. And I just need to rest just like you need to go to your room. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I think just making it relate to something that they can understand in their world already is, is very helpful. Like they've made comments. I don't think I ever want to be an adult because you guys have so much to do. I'm like, I'm glad you recognize that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, my seven-year-old is now just saying like, am I going to have a family? Am I going to be a mommy? Like, so she like was looking forward to it. So I'm like, okay, she's really, really watching. So I want her to understand like what she's allowed to do, even as wife, even as mommy. And just sometimes it's, it is for me, but a lot of the times it helps me to remember that again, life lived on display is so much more for them. It gives me a little bit more of a push to do it right. You know? Yeah. I love that. And it's so how our kids are going to learn all kinds of things. They're going to learn how to parent. They're going to learn how to love Jesus. They're going to learn how to take breaks, not from a one-time sit down conversation of like, here's how to do it and why it's important. Exactly. Consistency. Yes. Yeah. So I know that you also, besides taking your breaks, you have an affection for ice cream. And so I need to know what your favorite flavor is. Do you have a favorite flavor? You know, it's kind of sad because (laughs) vanilla ice cream. Is that pitiful? Really? Vanilla ice cream. Don't get me wrong. I will try all of the other things, but if someone's is like, what do you want above all? It's just give me something plain vanilla bean. Like it needs to be like the most authentic vanilla bean, but it's so good. We have a store that just opened up that has this hot chocolate ice cream. And I'm not even a chocolate fan necessarily, but this ice cream right here is everything to me. (laughs) (laughs) And I love lemon sorbet. I I don't have a, I mean, I love everything basically. Like just give it up to me. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Now now I'm going to go eat ice cream for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) It's summer. It's the time for that. Uh, as we wrap up, I do have one more question and this kind of along the vein of wanting to flip the script for our girls and flip the script for our kids going forward. I think a lot of people, but women, especially 
um, we have a hard time seeing the things that are of value in ourselves. It's a lot easier, a lot easier to go, oh, this is where I'm failing, or this is even, you know, we make it sound nice of like, oh, these are my goals or areas of growth. But I think it's really hard sometimes for people to go, hey, I'm really good at this. Um, mm. or I really like this about myself. So that's my last question for you. What is your favorite thing about you? That's that's it's hard to answer that to your point. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, I I yeah. My favorite thing about me, I feel, is my intentionality in pointing my girls, my friends, and my husband to Jesus, period. Um, it's something that is always at the forefront of my mind. It's something that I feel like I can easily diffuse a situation and say, hey, did we forget about this? Like, let's think about this. Yeah. That is my favorite thing because it points to the one who is my favorite, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I just love the fact that he, sometimes I sit there and I'm like, man, who gave me, the, you know, like the things that sometimes come out of your mouth, you're like, that was good. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't come up with that on your own. Yes, <laughs> but you're like, somebody write that down. <laughs> exactly, oh my, did you not just hear what I said? <laughs> um, but he gives me things like even in lessons, like sometimes I'm like, wow, like you just gave me that chapter to relate to something that I thought was so random this morning to pull something together that yeah. made it so clear for my girls. So just even the awareness of that is probably my favorite thing that he gives me an awareness to see how to point everything back to him. And I really feel like because I am trying to be intentional, not that I can do it in my own power, that he's literally allowing me to do that. So that's my favorite thing. I love that. I feel like we have a kindred spiritness in that too, where you call it awareness. I'm like, I see God in weird places, but pretty much it's the same. Same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. So I will tell you, I want to tell you my favorite thing about you, I'm which oh, is about also about you. About you. Yes. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about you is also your intentionality, but I feel like you are gently pushing us, like even just in your feed and with your posts, there's an, there's the reminder of the intentionality, like, Hey, yes, God is amazing. And he will do amazing things through us. And he wants to work through us, but you always in the most gentle way are like, but you got to move, like take a step, do something. Just like you said about, you know, not being a great executor with the book or the journal, but then you did it. Even just that speaks to being intentional in doing what God said, but not just sitting and waiting for him to go like, okay, make the thing happen, you know? No, I really, really appreciate that. Um, because in you saying that just reminds me of how I try. I, I am really not here to offend people, but I really want to offend people. <laughs> that makes sense, like in a good way or towards a good thing. Um, years ago, a pa one of our pastors told us, you know, if I haven't offended you yet in our relationship, then we must not really be great friends. Because at the end of the day, you want what is the good thing for the people that you love in your life. So sometimes to get you there, you have to take the road of offense, like pointing out, this is what you need to do as opposed to what you are doing. So I, I just, I appreciate you saying that because at the end of the day, I want to phrase things to remind us of what we should be doing, but not offend you in a way that now you're blind to what I'm trying yeah. to say. You know? Yeah. So 
Well, and I'm, I'm watching you from afar because I very same say like, it's so funny. You say things that as I'm thinking of, I'm like, yes, I feel like I've been challenging people more and more lately. And it is a fine line of going, okay, God, like, am I saying these words? Like God's clearly given me the message. This is the thing he wants me to say. And it is a challenging thing, but then going, all right, well, am I freezing it in such a way to like, oh, what's the word? For people to like clickbait, do you know what I mean? Where they'll be like, wait, what did she say? And then come and listen. Or am I doing it in a way that I'm delivering his message in a where people have a soft place to land? Correct. Right, right. And it's it's hard because you you don't want to pacify people because people right. can handle things, right? But to right. your point, you also don't want to push them away to where they're unwilling to hear yeah. at all. So it's it is a fine line. And I just I'm thankful that God trusts us to do it because yeah. I'm just like who am I <laughs> to yeah. do this way but I literally because I am so afraid of offending someone to the point where their heart hardens and I don't want to mm-hmm. be responsible for that right um I'm so afraid of that to some degree I'm just like I literally just wait for the words you know like I'm literally like, yeah. give me the words like I don't want them to be my own please don't make them my own <laughs> yeah um, we think that that's the place that he wants us to be. Um, and that's where we see a lot of the fruit come. And even just that word weight that you just used, that is the thing, like get the word from God, write the words, that's pause. Yeah. Then like push them out later. Wait for the words. What'd you say? Intentionality. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, and that to me is how I know it's God and not me. And that I'm not being reactive. Like if I write something and I go back later and I'm like, oh, this is like, this is still valid. This still, this still lives. Then then I post. If I go back later and read it and it's just me and emotions and reactive, I'm like, okay, that I inserted myself here. Yep. Like, okay, let me get rid of this. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much. Where can people find you if they want to either get the journal or just follow along um, with you? asking. Um, I do have a website, shakiamoreno.com, as well as Instagram at shakiamoreno and Twitter, which I sometimes forget that I have (laughs) at (laughs) shakiamoreno. So I would love to connect with you ladies. Um, So yes, please feel free to follow along and let me know where you came from um, if, if if you do. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was great to chat with you. It so was. Thank you, Kristen. This was fun. That was such a fun conversation. And I have to tell you, actually, Shakia and I not only stayed on and talked when the uh, interview was over, but she and I have been Marco Poloing. <laughs> we have been, we've become <laughs> like, friends. And we've... Like in a swimming pool? No, <laughs> no, like the video chat app. Although, no, I don't want to play Marco Polo. You have to go underwater, don't you? I don't want to. <laughs> Actually, I think it's against the rules to go underwater in Marco Polo. Oh, okay, perfect, perfect. So that's like the perfect game. You know what I mean? Okay. I think I we like should it. get one giant Marco Polo game going, like a huge Marco Polo game. What do you think? Let's do it. Let's do. It. I'm. I'm, I'm going to probably break the rules and be the one that goes goes outside now. I'm just going to tell you right now. Yeah. For sure. Oh, but, yeah, no, we've we've been Marco Poloing, and it's actually really cool to see how I've been able to get and build relationships and friendships, not only with the people I've interviewed, but even with listeners. Um, yeah. So actually, Vinny, I just want to take a second just to thank our listeners for 
the stories for tagging um, Naeem for tagging me in these podcasts you guys are sharing and um, yeah. I'm getting to hear stories of people who have been impacted by these episodes in this podcast. So thank you yeah. to everybody that's who's so helping awesome. us. Yeah. yeah. And I definitely want to echo that. I mean, that's how we get the word out for this thing, you know, is people sharing, even just interacting when, you know, when you post that a new episode drops or whatever. So if right. you don't want to share, like even just leaving a comment or tagging somebody on the post that you think likes the in person we're interviewing or would like the topic or whatever, yeah. any sort of interaction um it, it helps spread the word so we're super appreciative of that and we just ask that you guys would help us you know keep growing this thing so we're we're six episodes in now we got a couple more left for the kristen takeover and we're just we getting do. started so uh join us subscribe follow us on social media and um yeah yeah join keep us. interacting keeping keep engaging we'll just keep yep. doing life together <laughs> <laughs> for sure well thanks kristen Great job. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you guys Sounds later. Sounds good. All right, bye.